This is Sunday Rewind. Take it back now, y'all. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Now, here are your hosts, Tom Stevens and Mike Melby. Good evening and welcome back. Uh, it is a party out here. We are at Eagle Raceway with 93.7 The Ticket. Uh, it was pre-race the finish line. We are now going to go into Tom and I show Husker Rewind. And then we'll do normal finish line from 7 until 8. We decided, you know what? It's a little crazy. I know when Rebecca, I was talking to Rebecca earlier this summer, and I said, we ought to do a live event at Eagle Raceway. And you went, I'm not sure what DP is going to think about that. That's just <laughs> and, awesome. And and DP uh, is is a guy that is literally reinventing radio, man. We're streaming Starter yep. Heyman live stream on YouTube, on Twitch, on Twitter, on Facebook, Allo Channel 951. Big thanks to Starter Heyman. And, uh, and, we're moving downtown here in a couple of weeks. Yeah. We've got oh, all the, the great, fantastic former Huskers, some current Huskers with their own shows. And DP gave us the blessing, and we're out here having a blast. And we're being joined by former Husker, former Green Bay Packer, Amon Green. And he is the director and head coach of the UNL eSports team. Yep. Um, Amon, thanks for uh, for coming out. You're going to have a little bit of fun you're here welcome. in a little bit as well because <laughs> you're going to sit in a two-seater. And what I found out right before you jumped up here, okay, they did some work on the motor. Oh Lord, that don't sound good. They they added some torque and a little <laughs> bit more horsepower. I know what torque means because I use that on linebackers, so I already know. And, and moving D linemen, so that's not good. That means more more power. Yeah, that's what that means. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. you said you've ridden in an Indy car, you've ridden in NASCAR. Yeah, two seaters. Yeah, my rookie year, you know, getting into the NFL, and even though I wasn't, you know, I was a third round pick, they still invited me out to uh, rookie premiere and. Got, it was in Orlando at that time, and I remember all these first-round draft picks. And, of course, me being humble, I'm like, I'm like why am I here? But you got <laughs> Andre Wadsworth, you got Randy Moss, Charles Woodson. I still got a bone to pick with him. We always debate about that that cold national title thing. And I told him that we would have flew off to Los Angeles and pleasantly kicked their butt oh, in, the, easily. in the Rose Bowl parking easily. lot. Easily. Yeah. But uh, anyway, that's old school <laughs> stuff. But, uh, no, we – In we, fact, Tennessee was the tougher opponent. You could say that. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, you would have killed Michigan. Uh, yeah, we would have. Yeah, you, you would have killed them. It would have been just as bad, if not worse, yeah. uh, for uh, the Wolverines. But it, like I said, that's a whole other conversation <laughs> to when we have a guy, if we have Charles Wilson ever here in a state of Nebraska, which could, could happen because Michigan comes here quite a bit or co- comes here every other year. So we could have that conversation then. But um, just uh, going down to Florida for the rookie premiere, they brought us to a NASCAR that wasn't far away from Disney World at that time in Orlando. So if y'all know of Daytona Beach, might have been Daytona Beach and we were there and me being, you know, I'm locked in NFL player now. I'm just like thinking like, I know they got, they got instructors here. They're telling us how to, you know, get into the suit and then get into the car. But still, I'm, I got extra precautions in my brain because I know Dennis Harrison is not going to run his third round rig, uh, running back driving in a NASCAR going over 100 miles per hour. So I kept it under 100 <laughs> around nice. the track, you know, and everybody else, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I got an NFL season, even though I'm not starting, but I'm a team player. Like they gonna were, you, me. were you a race fan before that? Or? Yeah, I, I watched a little bit. I, I mean, in terms of like race movies, I said I'll, I'll go into that neighborhood first with Talladega Nights and Will Ferrell and J.C. Riley. Oh, my God. One of the best favorite com- comedies on my list. But understanding it, I, the race side of it, I say we're, like we're talking off air. I know it from the video game side because sure. I played Forza. I played Gran Turismo. That is now a movie that yeah. you can see at the theater. 
on how they basically took a kid that was playing the video game and now put him in the race car to see if it was any rationale or changeover. And it was. And that's where I learned the racing and knowing it. And, you know, even go back to the golden days of the pole position, the arcade game, and then understanding how you got to you got to temper that that pedal going around the curve, because if not, you lose that whole curve and then you're into the wall and you don't want that because then that's time. You got to get started again, and you got all these cars passing yeah. you, and now your pole placement is is dropping. You know, every time you don't understand how to get into a curve or come out of the curve, basically. All righty. So, I, I want to get back and touch on racing here in a little bit, but but Tom and I show it's called Husker Rewind, and what we like to do is just kind of we rewind the week. And Tom, I'm going to let you go yeah. through your normal intro stuff because I know everything's kind of discombobulated, and we're just having fun going by the yeah. feet of our pants. Though it's it's interesting to me that uh, you're. You know, coaching EA Sports now. Esports. Yeah, esports. Yeah, EA is the company uh, e- that, yeah. that makes that makes uh, Madden. Mix, esports. Okay. But it makes me think. You know, back in the day, had you been in college players, it looks like they're going to benefit. You know, from name, image, and likeness. You could have made a few oh, dollars back about, then. I think about it all you the think time. About, I mean, <laughs> Amon Green, Nebraska running back, would yeah. have, and playing the game on TV while doing the commercial. Oh could, my god! Yeah. I mean, I'm, I see, I see, K, like I'm. I was just in uh, where was it down in Kansas watching and uh, commentating for Missouri State, but I remember watching the TV and I'm seeing Caleb Williams, the USC quarterback, right? And he's all over Wendy commercials. He's doing other commercials right. because of that what we were talking about and knowing that you know at the time I was that high highly recruited player. Were you the number one recruit in the country that year? I was in '97. Um, I was probably top. I say in '97, going into the league, I was probably top ten running back. '95, it was. I mean, '95 was my yeah, high school yeah, year, so '95, yeah. yeah, I was a top five yeah. running back. Myself, yeah. Sean Alexander, and then Ricky Williams. Okay, you know, you can mention and Kevin Falk out of Louisiana at that time. So me being the top out of my state in that position, I would have been on that level in terms of NIL. I'm talking to kids, or I'm teaching kids now that are in my classes that are on the Huskers football team that they're making well into six figures in yeah. in NIL, which is. And I'm happy for him crazy. because I know what, you know, I went through, you know, as a college athlete, wasn't nothing bad because it was just our time. It was something yeah. that we hadn't came to our, you know, time yet of receiving money like that. We received our scholarship check. That was it. Um, but we knew that we already earned it. We got free room and board. We have mm-hmm. food. Mm-hmm. So at that time, you know, it wasn't in my head to really be like, oh, man, you know, this is, we, I could be making so much more money. Didn't wasn't even thinking about that. My thing was, you know, get my grades right. Let's try to win a national title. Um, but now for these kids now, it's just an extra thing they have to think about yeah. and just making sure, you know, when, when I've talked about this subject a lot, that between that kid, that athlete and those parents and the coaches around them that could teach them and understand that. Yeah, you now you have an opportunity that guys like myself 30 years ago did. You could come into a whole lot of money at a young age. Just make sure you manage it right and understand. Keep that passion and keep the want to be that player for your team that you decided to go to college for. You know, at that time, because now you're full right at Nebraska, at Iowa, at University of Miami. And then you're coming into this money. Does it still do you still have that same want to and passion to play ball, you know, for your sport and not be right. I got the money. Now I'm just going to rest on my laurels. I'm like, you rested on your laurels at 18. <laughs> like, man, it's a long journey that you're setting yourself up for. If you want to say you want to be complacent now, yeah. you know, because it's all about getting better, especially at the college level. So you get yourself to the professional level. Well, and Matt Rule talks about it uh, where he, he's not as worried about guys getting to the league as he is about them getting a second contract. He, he, he sets it up. He's like, yay, you made the league. What'd you do? Mm-hmm. do 
pat yourself on the back if you want to, or work your ass off and get that second contract. 100%. I was just explaining this. So I just had today, early today, I just had a, a esports meeting, meet and greet. So some of the players, some of yeah. the game managers, which are my assistant coaches, mm. haven't met me face to face yet. And then the other coach, Ryan Tan, who's our um, going to be more of our, uh, I'll say, organization and some guidelines and some uh, survey paperwork that he's going to put together, but also coaching as well. And I was just talking to one of the players and telling them, look, the first stage of me recruiting a high school athlete and them being a good player at their team, at their high school, mm -hmm. is me rewarding them with a scholarship. That's step one. But step two is once you get that scholarship, once you get on campus, you got to reprove yourself now to the new teammates that you have in Rocket right. League and uh, Overwatch 2 and Call of Duty. That just doesn't, just because you got a scholarship doesn't give you the starting job, but you got to earn it just like anything else. He's the All American, Mon Green, Nebraska Hall of Fame, Packer Hall of Fame, played 12 years in the NFL, came out of Central when Central was pr producing running backs like crazy. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it was, it was you, Keith Jones, Calvin Jones, was Leotis Fowler. Of Leotis, uh, he was before uh, he was, yeah, but he was a, he was a central he, guy no, as he well. Was central, you know, he I'm was trying to think. Damon Benning obviously didn't Damon, play at central. Damon Morrell, yeah, Damian Morrell, yeah. On, on uh, that list. But it since Amon Green left Nebraska, the well for <laughs> running backs in this state has kind of dried up. What's your theory on why that is? Um, I have some, many theories. Um, I say one. My first theory, way back when, when it begun, was that the you know the competition level. And then the change of Callahan coming in where he started recruiting out of state more. Right. That kind of I say there was no incentive for young athletes here, especially Central High athletes, because we even after me, there was David Horn. There was Parnell Walton yeah. after me. That was phenomenal athletes, fast, physical running back that could you know, play at this level, could play at Nebraska. Yeah. It's just that the, once Callahan came in. The, the I the, I say what they were looking for de-emphasize wasn't wasn't yeah. the guys at Central wasn't the guys at Benson wasn't the guys at Northwest at Columbus running ball at that time so it changed and that change has been in the I say been in that uh, lane for a long time and right. been in that lane for that's almost since I left like you mentioned thirty years so now it's different. Rural and his staff are now recruiting Texas schools. They're recruiting the Omaha schools, the Lincoln schools, the the outskirts schools, Blair, uh, Garing. Grand Island. And those are the schools where we got the kids that also was along with the, ki the kids from Omaha, you know, yeah. the, 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 I say the, the, the key positions, running backs and quarterbacks, wide receivers. We got the kids from those outer schools that will help us like, you know, Jeff and Joe McAvicka. They yeah. come from a small school and fullbacks here, but there were fullbacks that were starters. They were on special teams. They were leaders. They were captains. And those guys and girls basically were the ones that kind of fueled, you know, that whole teamwork that we had, you know, coming up and during those times. There's about 47 other questions that I want to ask you, but I know <laughs> with what we've got going on tonight, because we got to get you strapped uh, into a two-seater. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to drive tonight because it's a little hairy going on a dirt track. And, and that's going, okay with and me. And the that's... thing is, the, the car that you're going to be in probably will hit 100 miles an hour. Okay. But Without me the, in it. That, that <laughs> with you in it. Okay. Uh, but the track is only a third mile long. Oh, and the bad. corners are banked at about 20 degrees. So I don't know if you, but it's not quite Blues Angels G-Force, but you'll feel a little, you'll feel a little uh, G-Force. Yeah. And it, it's, my guess is they may run a little up on the cushion close to the wall for you. Okay. Just to make sure you get a really good, 
view of what the wall looks like. Yeah, good feel. I, well, so, I got those G-forces, and I don't know if you did your research, but I've been in a blue Yeah, I was going to say, I, I was I've pretty sure in, that you had. So. I know what those G-forces feel like. Yeah. Oh, that's serious. Yeah, not uh, quite blue blue angel G-force, but it's... you're about to pass out. Yeah, not, not quite that, but uh, it, I, I think you're going to have fun. Having that experience, are, are you nervous at all about jumping in this thing tonight? Or are you just kind of looking forward to no, it? No, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I've always been a person, like, since I got past that, that I say that superstition, when I was when I was in my, my rookie year, I learned that you know what, can't be superstitious. You got to be open to new things, and you got to take risks. And it's kind of in that area. So I learned because you know once you become a pet- competitor at a high level, you can't fear anything, and you kind of you kind of got to just roll with the punches, and you know, and then whatever it is that jumps in front of you that you wasn't expecting to see or for it to happen, you just kind of got to roll with it. So I'm always open to new um, situations and new experiences. And this is a new experience. Yeah. It's, and I think you can have a good time doing it too. Um, so I'm hoping we can get you back on here uh, before we're done for tonight uh, to ask you a little bit kind of about what Tom and I normally do on a weekly yeah. basis is we talk some Husker stuff and man, it was a, it was a big week with rules. First game, things didn't go as well as everybody had hoped, but last Wednesday was amazing at yep. Memorial stadium oh, yeah. with John cook and the volleyball team. Uh, and just some, you know, general, uh, Husker sports talk, but we're, you've got some other things you got to get taken yeah, care of. We got to let him go. So yeah. we got to let you go, but we'll no see problem. if we can't have you come back over later. I know we're going to have Rashawn on in a bit as well. Yeah, I love the talk. Thanks, uh, Amon. Yeah, yeah, that's Amon Green, Tom Stevens there. Yeah. Austin Orman, dude, thank you so much for uh, spending a really, really long time in the studio tonight doing everything you do. Jake Bachoven has been out here, got everything set up for us. Rebecca's wandering around over by Mike Boston's car. We are live at Eagle Raceway. It is championship night for the Race Saver Nationals. Come out and join us. Stop by and say hi. Amon Green is here. Uh, the crew from the ticket is here. Bershawn Jackson will be here in just a bit. And unbelievable, fantastic action will be taking place on the track in just about an hour. Back with more after this on 93.7 The Ticket. This is Sunday Rewind on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Eagle Raceway tonight for the Race Saver Nationals. Amon Green, big thanks to Amon for joining us. It looks like he's still playing. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with him. I don't think he's 220 anymore. I was going to ask him his weight, but that's a little personal. But he looks absolutely great. I mean, uh, obviously a world-class athlete and and a big fan of racing. Well, he he is. He's talking about playing Grand Turismo. The other thing, for those that don't know, uh, Amon has put on a headset. Uh, for ESPN, he's calling uh, games for ESPN. He called Kansas and Northwest Missouri State or something like that yeah. this last Friday night. And you can tell in talking to him, oh, yeah, I understand why he's got a headset on. Uh, very well spoken. Obviously, he knows the game as good as anybody. Yeah. And uh, I know he did pass Packer pre and post game shows yeah. as well. So he's been uh, in the media spotlight for a long time. And obviously, one of the best uh, running backs to ever carry. The football. I was going to, you know, there's, like you said, 47 questions that we wanted to ask. Uh, what was it like in that atmosphere of Nebraska football back then and those practices and play with LP? And uh, we could have gone oh, yeah. on and on and on. Hopefully we'll get him back in the future. But now esports uh, professor slash coach and uh, there's big money in that. Right. Now. Oh, there is. Like I said, I've got a good friend of mine, Bernardo Gallegos, who's the director of esports down at New Mexico. Him and I talk and they down there, they do it big time. They actually put on a full blown streamed broadcast with like a sports center style uh, desk with Dan Patrick and Keith Oberman guys. Yeah. 
that are like the studio hosts. Yeah. And then they've got an expert in every one of the games that's in studio. Cool. And then they have actually play-by-play guys and color commentators. And they stream the whole thing for Fortnite and all the other, yeah. uh, I can't remember the soccer ball uh uh, racing game you're uh, asking the wrong guy as far yeah, as uh, anyway, sports are concerned um uh rocket league is what it is i think but, the last video game i played was pac-man or pac uh, miss pac-man uh or maybe space invaders uh asteroids asteroids was always good <laughs> so i wonder if you could put him on in any like video game arena just put him on an old game and he would you know be putting his initials in there within two hours based on what he told us earlier i think he probably would have his initials up as the, the high score on about any game. <laughs> right, right. That, that was a fun conversation, and we'll definitely have him back. Should we get to the starting game? We try to do a really fast two-hour show. Tonight a little different, but a fun night here at Eagle Raceway. Let's get to the starting gate, and Mike Melby will tell you everything that happened this week. Should we change this thing? Does it feel like it needs to be changed, the starting game? No. It sounds a little weird every time we play. (laughs) All right, we'll talk about it. I don't know. My initial idea was the starting gate, racehorses, you know, we try to make a fast show. Yeah. But I don't know if it works or not. Maybe we we, uh, let these guys fire up the motors. (laughs) Maybe maybe like a sprint car would be a better sound effect. There we go. Uh, Wednesday night at Memorial Stadium, Volleyball Day in Nebraska, exceeded the lofty expectations set by, well, I don't know, everybody. Uh, they were talking, oh, we're going to break a world record. And it's like, yeah, sure you will. You know, talk the talk. We'll see uh, if you can walk yeah, the walk. Yeah. Well, 92,003 people I, uh, walked the walk. Yep. And they were in attendance, which is a world record attendance Such number a cool for atmosphere. a woman's sporting event. Nebraska winds up beating UNO 25-14, 25-14, 25-13. They're now 4-0 on the season. They are at K-State. Uh, first serve was at 4 p.m. today. And Austin or Bach or somebody, I don't know where they're at. I've been a little busy, so have you. We'll try to get a score update on women's volleyball. Yeah, at we K-State. definitely need to do that. Uh, they're at home against Creighton on Wednesday. Then they take on Long Beach State at home next Saturday night. Husker football is still yet to figure out how to convince Andy McDowell to fall in love with them as they fail to put away another opponent late in the game in a 13-10 loss to Minnesota last Thursday, Groundhog Day, if you don't get the reference. Uh, Andy McDowell, Bill Murray had to get her I get it. to fall in love. Anyway, uh, that is Nebraska football fans, Groundhog Day. Uh, as Matt Rule said, hey, I wasn't here for all these other ones, and we get it, Coach Rule, but uh, Nebraska fans suffering once again. Jeff Sims, I, it just – I It was a bad game. Turnover prone at Georgia Tech, and he throws three – I'm going to call them On, relatively only 19 attempts. Yeah, relatively inexcusable interceptions. Yeah. Anthony Grant uh, did what his coach said he was going to do. Why was he in the game at that point? Yeah. I don't know, but uh, he fumbled. We'll yeah, uh, yeah, the whole thing. Inexcusable penalties from the offensive line. And then, even though they dominate for essentially the entire second half when the defense had to have a stop, they couldn't get a stop. And Nebraska winds up losing. Um, the one question I had for you, Tom. When does basketball start? <laughs> you I see the Kasei had a big weekend. Kasei did. And they qualified. The Japanese Japan team qualified uh, Japan, for the Olympics. Uh, qualified for the Olympics. So that's really a cool story. But he had 22. In, and he, I think he only played eight minutes. <laughs> he well, only played eight minutes. When you're Kasei Tomonaga and you can, you know, hit shots from Sydney, Nebraska uh, yeah. uh, on the court. Uh, that he happens. was eight for 11. He only, I think he played eight minutes coming off the bench. That's nuts. Deion Sanders is pretty much ready to fight anybody uh, who said 
uh, what he was doing was not the right thing. Uh, a little more feisty than I thought he should have been after the win <laughs> over TCU. He keeps receipts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as we all know, successive program is attained after one game in your career, one week into That's your it. career. Yeah, so Dion should have just retired. Dion has now crowned himself national champion. Uh, Congratulations. Regardless, uh, props to them, man. They, they knock off TCU. Uh, Colorado really doesn't have a defense. We'll hope that Nebraska's game plan doesn't uh, seem to matter. Will allow them to run the football right. a lot. Yeah, um, which, they have you two know, Heisman candidates on yeah, that offense. They, they do. They really do. Uh, interesting thing is the line when it opened. Nebraska, Colorado uh, was uh, Nebraska minus ten. Nebraska is now plus one and a half. Uh, I'm after surprised the they're from the first still week. a favorite. Yeah, the I over, think I would put Colorado a plus ten or a minus ten. I would put Colorado probably minus seven and a half right now. Yeah. Um, and that may be where the wine lines up. The, the over under is still 58 and a half, which is really peculiar to me because there is no way that Nebraska is scoring probably more than 13 points. Well, that's a bad defense. You I better score more than. Well, 10. you know what? You got to when you're up by, I don't know, seven points in the fourth quarter. And all you need to do is pound the rock, which you've been doing really successfully. Or, or you could dial up three straight passes that um, instead of, you know, eating up, I don't know, four, five, six, seven minutes and getting first downs. Uh, you used up 55 whole seconds. And well, we've seen that the movie table before, and it is uh, Groundhog Day. Yeah. Um, anyway, don't even. I'm just I'm so frustrated. Uh, big game on tap tonight, Tallahassee. Uh, it, it, Florida State is going to take on LSU uh, down there. Other than Colorado's win over TCU, no upsets in the top 25 this week. Uh, on Friday, Michigan State beat Central Michigan 31-7 behind 279 passing yards from Noah Kim. Never mind. I forgot to put a little line across there. That's kind of going to be the end of the starting line. You know, getting into the Big Ten Blitz, but we're not ready for that yet. Interesting Noah Kim notes, DP coached him in high school. Really? Yeah, in Houston. Also a very good baseball player. So uh, there's your Noah Kim update for the day. Is that it? (laughs) That is it. I forgot to put a little line where I needed to. I was getting into the Big Ten Blitz a little early. Uh, Yeah, that's good stuff. But we should start with the game. Obviously, Nebraska, they they fall 13-10. to That game was in hand for almost all of the game. Nebraska wins uh, really every phase of the game except for the scoreboard at the end. It's fourth and 10 from the 10-yard line, and Daniel Jackson gets a touchdown. Obviously, Nebraska makes a mistake in, in coverage there. But that was a great catch. Um, Nebraska only needed one player to step up. Any player would have would have done it on defense or offense, for that matter. Uh, the quarterback certainly didn't do it. Uh, the coaches didn't help out the quarterback with the play calling. You could have burned a little more clock. I thought on second and six, when the interception was thrown, you could have run the football, got a little off, uh, and probably got a first down and maybe game away. Uh, but they didn't because Nebraska never does. They, as we know, since 2021, they have lost uh, four, they've lost 14 of 16. Yeah, they're 2 and 14. Yeah. Two, 2 and 14 in one score games. Um, it's, it's just so sad and you know, it's coming. I mean, like, why are we ever surprised that they lose those one score games? Because that's what they always do. Yeah. And and that's the thing is just with what you see. Um, I just, that's, that's what I don't get is, is when you hear the coaches talk about early in the, uh, fall camp and even in the spring, Bottom line is, if we're going to be successful, if we're going to put games away, we've got to run for 75 yards in the fourth quarter, uh, you know, ground and pound, whatever, whatever analogy, whatever weird saying you want to use. Mm -hmm. And literally, they they were right there on the cusp of that moment. And it's it's time to put the game away. And 
this goes back to the onside kick. And, I, and Bill Bush can argue that the, the look was there. And I get that the look was there, but the players failed to execute. And the look may have been there for the pass right. play that they called the, the, the kind of the, the post to Tommy Hill, who was in the game for the first time on offense. Mm-hmm. He was open. And if Jeff Sims just airmails it, he either overthrows him or lets him run under it. Ali and probably doesn't airmail him because Tommy Hill is, is really, really super fast. fast. Yeah. So He's, I get it. But again, the players fail to execute. And then on that second down play, why are you throwing the ball again? Again, if there's seven minutes to go in the game, you're up by like everything at that moment. I it's I'm bewildered at the play calls. And it goes against everything that Matt Rule told us before the season. 75 yards in the fourth quarter. We're going to run the ball and run out the game. If we have the lead, we're going to win the game on the ground. I thought they could have done that. Gabe Irvin, in my opinion, didn't get enough attempts. He was effective. <laughs> Did he, he only have seven carries? Seven for 55. And I think he scored before the half. Uh, it's probably too close to call that a score. But he averaged 7.9 a carry. Uh, Anthony Grant. Not so good. Uh, nine carries, 27 yards. Of course, the big fumble. The the guy that led them in rushing, obviously, was the quarterback, Jeff Sims. 19 carries, uh, 91 yards, 4.8. But you can't. that's not a sustainable offense to have the quarterback run the ball. Well, and that's that the little thing. I mean, you talk about I, all we heard about was how deep the running back room is. Ramir Johnson was in the game over and over and over all game long on first down, not just third down. And Ramir Johnson didn't have a carry. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. So um, I, I don't know. I, I when they sat there and said, and and we all thought that running back room is super deep, and you know, combined, you wind up with with what sixteen carries for the running backs, nineteen for Jeff Smith, and, uh, and probably Sims, fourteen yeah. or Jeff, yeah, Jeff Sims, um, and and thirteen, fourteen of those were designed run. I, I just, it, to me, it makes no sense. But I don't get the game plan. I'm very worried about the passing game. Obviously, thirty-four came on one play. Uh, or actually 56 uh, or 34 on one play to Bullock. Yeah, uh, the pass to Sims from Sims to Bullock. But I, I thought we were going to see, I mean, we, we'd heard all offseason that tight ends are going to be a focal point of this offense. One throw to Nate Borkercher, Borkercher for four yards. We didn't see uh, Thomas Fedoni involved in the passing game at all. Yeah, which blows uh, me away. I thought maybe the, one of the better plays was to a backup quarterback. Yeah. I thought, I mean, uh, Heinrich Harburg, I actually liked that play, the little swing pass to him. And I, I would like to see more of that. Maybe shovel passes. He throws a decent slant. Make him check down. I know quarterbacks don't always see it. Tommy wasn't always good at seeing it. Taylor wasn't always good at seeing it. We haven't had a lot of good quarterbacks at checking down. But check down. I think Ramir Johnson, one of the things he does really well is catch the ball out of the backfield. He, he doesn't run it as well. He One carry for minus one yards. But we know that, you know, he's, he's explosive. The 63-yard kickoff return. Again, Nebraska won two out of the – well, they won the, all phases of the game except the scoreboard. Yeah, they really did. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's game one of the Matt Rule era. There's a lot of things that need to improve. There's a lot of things. And, and you know, the talk and, and uh, Amon's back over here now. And we may I, – I if you don't mind, Amon, I'm not going to lie. If we have an opportunity to pick your brain on some football. I would rather hear him than us. Yeah. Um, it, it, there he is. Let's see. There we go. The nice reversible headset. So, yep. how was um, that uh, getting in that car? I was amazed you were able to get in. Yeah, that car. you got uh, some flexibility, man. Oh yeah, I still do yoga. I'm doing yoga and Pilates, and I stretch out every day. So thank God, for, <laughs> thank God for that. Getting in probably was the easy part, but how hard was it getting out? Uh, you got it. Wasn't that bad? Okay, no. was that bad? Now, okay. Once you, it's just a, it's a pattern, just All like right. anything. <laughs> yeah, you got to right. put the right leg in first, and then. 
Yeah. I had to duck my head under the bar <laughs> number two and then, then bring my body in and then bring my left right leg left leg in yeah. and kind of right. squeeze it to my thigh a little bit so you I get around it. the edge. So yeah, cars are the same. He jumped in Mike Boston's 93.7, the ticket sprint car. Mike is a seven-time track champion here at Eagle Raceway and uh, has been pedaling a sprint car for uh, 49 years. Year number wow. 50 is coming up next year. He's a motocross guy, too. He races motocross at 60 years old. Oh, wow. And he, he's in the, the senior divisions because of his age. Yeah. And he yeah. laps like the second place guy like three times over. Wow. And they're like, why are you in this class? And he's like, they make me be in the class because I'm yeah. you know, a age. little bit older. I didn't know they had that for. Oh, yeah. Age brackets for. Uh, for like some motocross. Yeah, motocross master racers. Basically. Yeah, he his ability to drive anything that's got wheels is just insane. Uh, thrilled to have him be on board with Eagle Motorsports uh, as a sponsor of the finish line. And, and uh, uh, we're proud to be on the car for next year as well with yeah, Mobile that's... One and, and Stern. And so lots and lots of fun. Hope you get to have some fun in that two-seater tonight. Yes. If we ever get a chance to uh, to maybe we rent the track or something for a day, I don't know. Because we'll, I know Rebecca wants to drive a sprint car as well. But uh, I think um, the feeling is a little different when you put the hammer down on that thing. Uh, it's, well, it's uh, funny. Yeah, I've, I've, I've done that, it's and it's interesting. So we were just talking about the game and some of the play calling that Tom and I were a little frustrated with. Yeah. Um, being a running back, what did you think prior to the game? And I don't think that it probably changed a whole lot based on the performances outside of Anthony Grant's fumble. You were probably disappointed by. But what were your thoughts of the running back room prior from what you'd seen or heard or anything coming into the season? Um. It's first game of the season, first off. Yeah. And so anything I knew with a big, what I know about coaching changes, it's a lot of adjustments everywhere, um, especially at the college level. You got kids, and we all the stuff we kind of talked about earlier with NIL to we'd even bring up um, transfer portal, but all you got all those new factors that are now part of a uh, a day by day college athlete. Yeah. <clears throat> it's not all the things that were. So you got all the things that were on our minds or in front of us and then add on with the stuff I just mentioned. So um, the way, you know, the players prepared, where they played, I thought it was fine. I thought the effort level was there, stuff that, you know, you go back three, four years ago, I knew at a point in the game where it was over for us because I saw the matter, the sure. body mechanics, the heads down, or yeah. just effort wasn't there. I saw the opposite of that in this game. So one thing that I saw from day one for the few – Spring ball practices I went to with Coach Rule's staff and them implementing their coaching style, implementing their culture. Um, I saw that come out. You yeah. saw effort from the time the game started to the time the game ended. Even through the mistakes that were made early in the game to late in the game, still saw good play, good effort. And that, at the end of the day, is what I want to see as a, a former player. I just want to see effort. Yeah. I don't care if we're getting beat or if we're winning by whatever amount of margin. I just want to see effort on every play from every player when when they're in a special teamer, you know, that's just blocking the left edge yeah. and they do their block and then they get get off the block to go down and try to make the tackler on the punt returner. They're doing their job all the right. way. And just because you can't coach effort. Right. You know, if you're a four, 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 three guy or if you're the slowest guy on the field, if you can't give effort, then I don't want you on the field. Well, you know? it's it go back to last year with Trey Palmer and in the, the practice that they alluded to uh, where he was getting mad because they couldn't execute. And he said, just throw the ball as far as you can. I'll go get it. Correct. And the play, they, they do it. He catches it. And it's one of those where you just turn around. And you're like, I can't coach that. Right. No. I cannot coach that. Exactly. So you can't coach effort. And, you know, so just having that, seeing that for the whole four quarters of the game, 
um, the mistakes, all the mistakes from the interceptions to the fumble at the end, you know, from a player standpoint, all fixable. You know, I'm looking at it from from a player standpoint. You know, when you're in that situation, it's two things that pop into mind before the fumble is one as a coach. From my point of view, I'm going to say to that player, two hands on the ball, no matter what, you know, yeah. when you're going, we got the lead. It's a slight lead. It could change. So no matter what, how you see the hole, how you get the ball from the from uh, Jeff, two hands on the ball. After you break a tackle, two hands on the ball. And then it becomes more of a innate ability or an innate habit after that. Then it's something you don't even think about. It's automatic once you coach that. And so from a coaching standpoint, hopefully, you know, a uh, coach set it before uh, that play. But, you know, it's just some, sometimes you get in the heat in the moment as a running back. You had a guy bounce off and then another guy, a smart tackler, came in and pushed the ball first because they are aware of the situation. But that is a fixable thing. Sure. You know? So I'm not worried about that. And, and then at the end of the day, before I get to the other stuff, this is game one, y'all. Yep. Oh, I this is it. game one. I mean, for all the fans out there that I know how fans work, I've been around Packer fans for the last 20 plus years. <laughs> I grew up in the state of green and white fans for my whole life. This is just game one. But the difference is you played with you know, the best teams true. in college that, football. True. That is uh, a you, difference. You were a Nebraska All-American. You played with great players, and you know, Tommy Frazier and obviously Brett Favre, and, and those guys always won. Correct. But it seems like it's more mental than physical in some ways for Nebraska football. We talked about their 2-14 and 14 yeah. in the last you – know, Of the, those, those margins of victories. Right. Now we're losing yeah, they, at those games. Right. Yeah. They always seem at this point to find a way – to, to lose games when they probably should win those games. I remember Mark Whipple saying last year, I don't know if these guys believe they can win. It, it feels True. like it feels like they, they know they can compete, but they don't know they can win. And you're right with it being a whole mental thing. Yeah. Like last year, the year before last, it was definitely they didn't believe. Oh, they believe now. What I saw, they believe. They just got to now make sure – they put themselves in the right situation. They learn from these mistakes. Jeff learns from not eyeballing his receiver off the ball because right. you're playing against good DVs in the Big Ten. All these Big Ten schools are coached very well, just like this team is coached very well. There's winners and losers every week. And so as a, as a player, as a former player, as a fan, and as a coach from distance, because I'm not on that staff, yeah. I'm coaching another set of players that are on, yep. the, on the campus in Lincoln. I say to them players, I say to the coaches, and they, the coaches know this. This is game one. All the mistakes made are correctable, especially at this point in the season. And so, like I said, Jeff, don't eyeball your receiver off the ball. You're in that situation. You're telling the DBs, you know, I know I know he knows how to look people off. But in that situation, you, you kind of forget things sure. sometimes. And it's game one. And that's coach's job yeah. to remind her and maybe the coach. Because it's a, it's, a, it's a tight situation. You're up by three. You want to keep the ball. You want to drain the clock. And then you get, eventually get tied up. You have all those different emotions happening. So, yes, it's 100% mental. And it's now the job of Coach Rule and his staff to now build those players' minds up, mentally buff them so they understand in these situations, this is how we got to play. This is how we're going to react. And a lot of it's mental. It's not the physical part. The physical part, they, they handled. They kept Minnesota out of the end zone most of the game. It wasn't until the fourth, third, late third, fourth quarter where Minnesota start making up for the mistakes, you know, the, or making up more mistakes because then two turnovers, you know, in the fourth quarter, that's when you saw the changeover because they felt the urgency. You know, that's something I talked about then. We, we talk about a lot in the NFL is the sense of urgency. Minnesota felt that sense of urgency. They didn't want to open their season 0-1-1. That's why the wide receiver ran the route he did. If Ho, uh, Harzog stayed in his discipline, 
he got he got baited into the route. He yeah, bit on the route to come inside. He was in cover three. Cover three is that I didn't play corner, but I know outside. as yep. a coach, if you that third DB in that in that third region of the th- cover three, you don't come out of that. You every you put you funnel things to the inside. Your responsibility is outside. So just a little thing that he could now learn from that. Because sure. wide receivers are going to do that. They trying to a good wide receiver did what he did. He's going to try to bait him with his head and shoulders and then bounce it back outside like he was was able to get open for that route. So all fixable. Um, none of the football players on that team should have their heads down because this is for one, just this is game one, and they could get better from this standpoint. And they got another test coming in, you know, start next week. Every game is a test. And right now they're 0 on one, but then next week let's go, um, let's go one and oh. Matt Rule needs to bring him in for a pregame speech. <laughs> Actually, you just need to you need to have a, a, a you just need to have a chat with the fans. Yeah. That too. I mean, I've done I think this. we need it more than they need it. Because <laughs> I've been around Packer fans for years yeah. and especially are the they last, similar to Nebraska fans? They are I say I say very, very similar. It's 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 uncanny because the only difference I say from day one till now is the colors y'all wear. <laughs> Y'all wear red and white down here. They're reading gonna go, but for their same grievances, their same ups, the times they're upset, it's all down the line of players that they love, but then they don't like or hate what they've done, or coaches they love and don't like the decision made. But I'm saying at the end of the day, when you're in that moment, you're that coach, put yourself in those shoes yeah. and just think about it. You know, the pressure, the anxiety you're, you you yeah. got to go through and manage to make that right play call, to make that right play as a quarterback, linebacker, or running back. So, Don't you think seven. in some ways it would help the players if the fans would just relax a little 100%, bit? hundred percent, especially college athletes, you know, because college <laughs> athletes, we're still, they're still kids. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Still teenagers. You don't know Tom. I've known him for 30 years. I, he I, has no idea how to just relax. No, I've come a long way. <laughs> I'm getting better. Yeah. I'm 60 years old. Yeah. Yeah. I, we, we, we're up against it on a break of mine. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. If you want to hang out, you're more than welcome to hang out. We, we can yeah, talk. I'm, I'm not. I was going to say until six fifteen. Okay, well, I was going to say I would actually. Were you in town for the volleyball match? Yes, I was. Okay, so we're going to step aside here. This is Husker Rewind on ninety three seven. The ticket back with more after this. This is Sunday Rewind on ninety three seven. The ticket and the ticketfm.com. Back, we are live at Eagle Raceway. Tom Stevens, Mike Melby. Once the voice out here at Eagle Raceway, it's the Race Saber Nationals tonight. Yep. Amon Green joins us. How good is that? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> a little right. surreal. It, Got to admit, it's you know. pretty cool. It's um, pretty cool. Well, and the, the thing, Amon, you're not only uh, – we, we learned about how you got into gaming. Yeah. Uh, but you're, you're not only the director and head coach of the University, University of Nebraska eSports program, you, you also put on a headset uh, for ESPN now. Yeah. Tell week. us how that came about. Oh, just a good, a good friend. She was also my like media training coach. I did a couple NFL broadcasting boot camps they have for retired players with the NFL because it was something I, I felt I could fall into because real easy, I could talk about football all day, you know. And then, I mean, I, I'd watch other sports. I could talk about baseball, basketball, the Olympics. So I was like, let me give this – let me get some training in it. And then I met them. I met Annie in one of the uh, boot camps and I met another coach, uh, Mark Watts. He was out of California. Annie was out of Atlanta, Georgia. And so from time to time, I'll basically go out to L.A. to meet with Mark and he would give me, you know, some we'll sit in the booth like we're um, casting the game, yeah. commentate on it. He'll critique me. You know, don't do this. No, um in, no, 
you know, and all that stuff. And I say that's the hardest part for me about commentating is I, I have my crutch words. And I found out this weekend I was using hum or um a little bit during the broadcast. But it was me, uh, Charles Kempf. He goes by Chucky and he did a great job at uh, uh, Brett uh, Wolitsky. And we call him Waz. He was our director behind the camera. And it was a great crew. Great fun, you know, fun game to watch. And interview the coaches during the week, you know, Brian Beard from Missouri State, um, Coach Leopold, uh, Leipold, that was at Whitewater. And then he was at I, Nebraska. Back he, in the I day. found out he was back in the day recruiting, he recruited me, you, yeah. me and Damon ben, or Damon Morrill at Omaha Central. And I'm the, he just spouting out UNO and um, Carney and uh, Whitewater. And, you know, I was just like, wait a minute. I was like, wow. I was like, that's pretty cool. So him remembering recruiting me, trying to get me to UNO when he was there. Um, so it was just interesting and fun, but, uh, an experience and, and something I knew I was comfortable doing once I took those boot camps, but something going into it that I love sports. I love sports anyway. And, uh, and the part of sport I like is the competition side of it. So that is what drew me to the esports side of it too, because it was something else I loved. Um, and the competition, I love to teach it in terms of how you interact with competition, because there's ways you can interact. There's a choice to say, I'm going to yell and scream and boo-hoo after I lose, or I'm going to deal with it and look at the mistakes that were made on why that got me to a loss. And then don't do this. I don't repeat the mistakes, you know, and then also be a team. I say be a, a sportsman where I'm shaking the guy's hand, looking him in the face if they beat me or if I beat them and tell them good game, you know, good job. We, we battled it out. Now, you know, we go our separate ways. How many other universities teach esports outside uh, of Nebraska? Quite a, uh, quite a few. Uh, I would say it's well into 20 or 30 colleges around the United States. Good deal. Yeah. So it's gonna, it's booming. It's, it's booming. getting bigger. It's getting bigger. I mean, yep. how, how much money can you make professionally? It, professionally, yeah, you can make well into the millions easy. Um, if you're a pro at any of the, the main games from Fortnite to Call of Duty, to Overwatch, to Valorant, you could well, well into the low, you know, hundred thousands up into the millions. Quick programming note, and and you'll learn this in, in live television mm -hmm. and radio. Um, for late, somebody talks too much. They look <laughs> a little like me. I'm not sure if it was me or not because there was a lot of people it with headsets. But we're a little behind, so we're going to jump into a quick break, and then I'm going to throw this over to Rebecca. Uh, Rebecca, a programming note for you. We're going to keep him on on the air until he has to go at 615 because I want to ask you about the volleyball match yes. and, and what it was like for you. And then your your thought process and just the feel of it, having your alma mater do what they did. And they didn't just do it. They blew expectations away. Correct. So let, let's talk about that when Sounds we come back. Good. It's Husker Rewind. Tom Stevens, Amon Green. I'm Mike Melby. Austin Norman back in studio. Uh, and Bach is around here somewhere. He's been helping us out, Rebecca, as well. We'll be back with more after this on 93.7 The Ticket. This is Sunday Rewind. Take it back now, y'all. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Just coming back. We're just here are back. your hosts, Tom Stevens and Mike Melby. Chalen. Welcome back. We are live at Eagle Raceway. The Race Saver Nationals going on tonight. Amon Green, the captain, has just joined us. Rashawn Jackson. Wow. Uh, we've got Hall of Famers. Rashawn's got three rings. Amon, two. Played 12 years in the NFL. He did some time with Rashawn as well in the NFL. So, yep. uh, just, are you ready? Turn, yeah, are, turn, are up, you, are turn up for Rashawn. I'm about to. 
I'm about, are, about are 10 you, minutes. Are you ready to go? I'll be ready. Have you ever did this before? Yeah, I did. I was telling them I did in my rookie year at the rookie premiere down in Orlando. Did you dirt track though? It was no, it was NASCAR. Are you? Are oh, you was NASCAR? Because it was down in uh, Orlando, which is Daytona Beach. This is a little bit different. I oh, know. I heard about it. The I'm, G, I'm respecting. The G forces on the dirt track. That's what. That was what I was saying. No, I'm, I'm respecting the G forces. Yeah. We were out here when we did uh, Nebraska Football Academy for kids, and uh, I'm telling you right now, I got in there, and it was it was it's a fun time, great time. But it, it's, if you've never done it on the dirt, it's still still. Yeah, because you got a lot of dip with the dirt. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll slide. Yeah, when you go into a corner from a driving standpoint, yeah. um, you you will barely turn the wheels to the left and you will wheel close this through the corner. You'll be right at your car's turn. That's essentially what it is. Yeah. That I know. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you. I'm only great on drifting on Mario Kart, though, dude. This is a whole other world. I kind of adjust me now. <laughs> I'm a beast on Mario Kart. Right. I'm a beast. But this is real life. Now. All, right. All you do is ride, though. You just hold on. Okay. You can drive it, right? You're not driving. Uh, no. No. They, no, they got somebody. Yeah, they got uh, Dan. Yeah. They got my man Dan over here. Yeah. Trust me, Dan's going to get busy. Good. I'm, I'm excited to see you do it. Well, and I told him that uh, I, I got good word from the guys that actually work on the car that they, they found a little bit more horsepower and torque for the uh, two-seater that he's going to ride in, right. too. Yeah, they put more torque in that thing. Well, I know they, what torque They need a little bit more. That means more power. Yeah, right. they, need, they need so. That's what I used to do to linebacker. Exactly. You're going to be in the car. <laughs> they want you to feel what you used to do to the linebacker. Oh, Have you been man. in one of the cars? No, I'm not. I'm going to walk a mile down. I'm not getting in the car, though. <laughs> Listen, I'm a little bit older than mine. I don't know if I've been in more. I probably haven't been in more collisions, but I've been hurt more. So I don't want to get – I don't want to be stiff coming out that car. Yeah, you got to be flexible getting out that thing. That thing is like – it's like that big, and they got my waist is still that little. That little. <laughs> that big to get well, the 93.7, the, the ticket sprint car that's out here, Mike Boston drives. He just got in it. Now, it's it's, it's different than the car he's going to get into. That's the two seater. That's an IMCA modified. But uh, yeah, that little sprint car. Uh, what is he getting? In? He's getting in the uh, mod, a modified. I do a modified. But yeah. When I got in, I was sitting up here. There's a sprint car. You would have a problem getting oh, in. Oh, it's a bitty boy. Yeah. Well, I lost weight now. I'm two twenty. But no, I'm talking about. I know you're not flexible. I know yeah, you're I'm not flexible. flexible. <laughs> no, you're not. Catch my toes still. No, no, no. Maybe you gotta, you gotta bring your leg up like this. What are you talking about? Come on. We'll see. It's the reason why we were champions. No, because they have nothing to do in getting in, a, in one of these. What's, what's it called? The sprint car. car. It do, doesn't matter. This I'm, is I'm getting car. in the sprint car. You're, you're, I'm just going to tell you right now that the opening that you have is 19 inches wide. I'm getting in the sprint car. Okay. Right. Now it's a competition. So yeah, that's, it is. that's his competitive voice. Yep. I've been knowing him too long. When he's talking like that, he's yep. going to do it regardless. Yep. He's in. I got, I got to try. Yep. I know. Try. Yeah, as soon as I heard that voice, I'm like, he's going to do it regardless of what I said. It's you over. You know me too well. I say it's over. As soon as he got that tone, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's in. I can't talk him out of this. I can't discourage him at this point. Hey, well, I'm going to discourage y'all real quick, okay? Because I got to talk about this game, right? Okay. Yeah. 
him money. Right. Well, they do a little bit. You come in to do something that hasn't been done before here, right? Perfect Correct. report? Correct. Okay. So in the competitions, if you get creamed multiple times in a row, we're gonna question whether or not you're a good coach or not, right? Yes, but yeah, right, yeah. Well, I, I'm right. just making just, sure. Just, just, just to you, what you're saying, I'm just directly answer what you're saying. Oh, I'll you. just directly answer that. That's all I'm asking. Okay. I'm talking esports now. I'm talking to Mon Green. I'm talking to National Champion. I'm talking to Green Bay Packer. Did you win a championship with the Green Bay Packer? No, I wish I did. Y'all no, got close. No, got close. close. Okay, but, but, but what I'm saying is this. There are certain things in football that as couch potatoes, us fans, we know, right? Right. So I'm going to switch the game up a little bit, and I'm going to go through the progression. I'm going to ask each and one of you young couch potato fans what you would do. It's eight seconds to go in the half. You're down 3 nothing. You don't have any timeouts to go. What do you do? Well, he had one timeout. They didn't use it. Oh, he went into halftime with the one timeout? Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, the, here's yeah, the thing. They had, they, had, they had one timeout left. They did not call it. They decided to go up and line up. Ethan Piper jumped uh, false start, which put us back with eight seconds to go. Yeah, we we had, had to get, use that timeout. See, see, Otherwise, it's a 10-second runoff. But you're too early, though. You're early. I'm already past that. I'm okay, so, so now there's a point that it was third down and goal. Yep. You had eight seconds to go in the game. Yep. Right? Yep. What do you in the half. In the half. Sorry. What, 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 would I, what would I do there? I would have thrown a fade to where my guy catches it or nobody catches it. Okay. And the clock stops. And and that's it. And then kick the field goal. Okay. Tom? My mic is not up, so I'm not sure. I would I, I would have thrown you can turn me off I probably would have thrown it in the cheap seats and kicked the field goal. Yeah. I, I you can't you can't get beat in that situation. You just right. can't do it. Yeah. Um I, I, I like the fade call. And, and actually rule has been quoted. What fade? Yeah, throw the fade. Oh, you say, oh, absolutely. Throw, throw the fade. Throw, throw it to Washington. Or Thomas Bedoni. Throw it to a bigger no, guy. Washington was suspended well, for the first half. I No, but this was, yeah, you're right. He was one. Yeah, I like that, though. You line up in a tight set. And see if they're a man. Have Fedoni flex out. See if you can get a man-to-man -man coverage out there. Mm -hmm. All I'm saying is, me, now, well, I, let me ask AG before I go and smile. But I <laughs> My quarterback, before we go in the huddle, I'm on the sidelines, the QB, that's what we're doing. We're going to do a fade route or whatever route where you can only, the only person can catch it is us. He doesn't catch it, no big deal. We'll kick three, go to halftime with three points on the board. Well, I mean, you're going to, you're going to halftime tied up with the ball. Or tied up. Coming into halftime, right? You're coming out of halftime, you got the ball, you got the momentum. Yep. The last thing you want to do for me, I'm going back old school, okay? I'm lining up in the power set because we've been talking about our fullback and tight ends and all this type of stuff. And in the fourth quarter, what in the second half, we want to pound the rock. I'm lining up in a power left, fake 43 dive, boot right. 
if I if it's not there for him to walk into the end zone, throw it in the cheap seats, kick the field goal. Now that's another option. This guy, this guy understanding what we've been in all these years, third down, I'm kicking the field goal on third down. So if something happens. So if something happens, I haven't thought about that. I thought about that too. But there's you know so many options. You don't know what hit coach rule at that time. You know we don't know that we're not in his head. Yeah. We're not standing next to him either. But those are the options where he could have went. They went with what they did, but now they got to learn from the mistakes. I say that's the biggest thing here from a coaching standpoint and a player standpoint. Because even after the coach makes a 